Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is the podcast for March 18th, uh, 2018, lesson number three, entitled, The People Give Thanks to God. Uh, the lesson text is from Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, verses one through nine. And they read as thus, when Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground. And they worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, He is good. His love endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 head of cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. So the king and the people dedicated the temple of God. The priests took their positions, as did the Levites, with the Lord's musical instruments, which King David had made for praising the Lord and which were used when he gave thanks, saying, he, his love endures forever. Opposite the Levites, the priests blew their trumpets, and all the Israelites were sounding, were standing. And all the Israelites were standing. Solomon consecrated the middle part of the courtyard in front of the temple of the Lord, and there he offered burnt offering and the fat of the fellowship offering, because the bronze altar he had made could not hold the burnt offering, the grain offering, and the fat portion. So Solomon observed the festival at the time for seven days, and all Israelites, all Israel with him. So Solomon observed the festival at that time for seven days, and all Israel with him. A vast assembly, people from Lebo, Hamath, to the Waldi of Egypt. On the eighth day, they held an assembly, for they had celebrated the dedication of the altar for seven days and the festival for seven days more. And the key verse of this lesson, when all Israel saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground, and they worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, He is good. His love endures forever. That's from Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, the third verse. 
And they there are three uh, lessons aims uh, listed. Uh, there are three lesson aims listed. Uh, each learner will be able to describe God's response to Solomon's prayer of dedication at the temple and how Solomon and the people gave thanks to God. Um, each learner will be able to explain why giving thanks to God receives the emphasis it does in today's passage. And they would also be able to suggest one specific way to make giving thanks a consistent part of his or her daily walk. Hello. Who just joined Hello. us on the on the call? How are you? Okay, I'm fine. Well, that is good. So looking at this lesson, which is a continuation of this past Sunday's lesson, it kind of picks up where this past Sunday left off. Uh did you did anything catch your attention about it? About this lesson? Yes. Uh, well, I guess just, you know, starting with uh, the whole idea of, you know, the dedication um, is, you know, the idea of, you know, Solomon and his commitment to doing what God had asked him to do. And so they have this, you know, dedication. And then after, you know, after Solomon has finished praying, then, you know, the fire comes down and it's a sign that, you know, a recognition from God of the genuineness of their dedication to the temple. Uh, And so they, you know, when they saw that, they knelt down and worshiped God. So it's like they they had a real understanding, you know, of the temple and what that meant for them as a people. I agree. And so uh so they offered their uh sacrifices and that was, you know, a part of their worship. So they didn't just uh dedicate the temple, but they also, you know, worshiped him in the temple now that you know that they had this place which they had not had. They had been, you know, just out in the wilderness. And so uh it's just showing that they are sort of mindful of God's presence among them. And so they, yeah. And so the sacrifice was a part of their showing a part of their worship and showing their reverence for God. And so I think it's a reminder to us that, you know, when we go into the temple or in the sanctuary for worship, that we have to stay reverent and and be mindful of God's goodness and mercy and all that he's done for us because that was the thing, the temple, you know, that was the reminder of how God had led them out of Egypt because that was in, I think, last week's lesson where they, you know, reminded of what God had done for them. And so in the temple, that was their worship was to show to try to show God how worthy he was of their praise and worship. Yes, yes. And because their praying and their worship were genuine, God responded. 
with right. uh, with fire and also with a visible sign that he was over and inside the temple. And, and you know, one thing about the temple, you know, for years uh, the Israelites worshipped in kind of a temporary kind of thing. Uh, right. And they could quickly take it down and, and move it as they moved because they were wanderers. But now right. actually having a physical structure, uh, having the physical structure of the temple means that they're no longer wanderers. Right, right. And and that's because they're actually in the land that God had promised them. Um Right, right. And and in that consecration of the temple, I thought it was interesting that it said, you know, when uh, Solomon offered the burnt offering, that the there was, the altar couldn't hold all of the burnt offerings, the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the uh, fat portions, that the altar couldn't hold all of that. And so that just shows that they you know, that they brought all of everything, all of the offerings in as a part of their worship. And that was, you know, according to what had been prescribed back in Leviticus for them to, you know, what their offerings should consist of, their offerings of thanksgiving and and to offer, you know, sacrifice as a form of worship and praise. It says extravagant. Sacrifice is what they gave. Yes, but there's a reason for the extravagant stuff. I mean, they are getting something now uh, that was part of uh, the covenant with David. So that's the first part. That's the temple. And, of course, the second part is uh, descendants of David being on the throne uh, forever would be the second part. And, of course, they didn't. And they kind of saw a glimpse of that in their lifetime because when Solomon died, you know, his son uh, became king. Right. And following that, of course, you had the split of the kingdom, but you had kings in the north as well as kings in the south. And it wasn't completely unified until... uh, Jesus came. Right, right, right. And and for them, though, you know, this is sort of the you know first step in that direction because this is, you know, after they have wandered and then, you know, come in and had a king. But like I said, they were worshiping, you know, I think it wasn't under tents. It was. It yeah. was very portable. Right. Uh, but it was built, it was designed according to the measurements that God had given Moses. Right, right. You know, the tent of the tabernacle was designed uh, according to uh, God's specifications. And the temple that they're dedicating right now is also built along the same but on the grander scale as what the uh, tent of the tabernacle was was built on. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, they still had to observe those same Levitical laws that Moses had given them. And so, yeah, 
Yeah, so they yeah, they were still under that law. And and you know, so they after the dedication of the temple, then uh it talks about you know, they so they sacrificed and and they had the festival for seven days and then seven more days after that. Yes, they parted for two weeks. Yes. Right. And yes. that yeah, and that's that uh festival of boots that come before the Passover, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was mentioned, I believe, in, um, oh, yes, the Festival of Booth. Um, and also, you know, in the in the commentary under the introduction, you know, it has a kind of a little story, that the right advice, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it talks about uh, a father who was attending uh, his son's uh, graduation, and the president of the university was addressing the students, as was the custom. Um, but there was one piece of advice that the president offered the graduates that he just never forgot. You know, and he, the president said that they should write a thank you note to each person who gave them a graduation present. You know, he urged the graduates not to send thank you cards that had, you know, pre-printed kind of messages on them, but that mm-hmm. they should instead write personal messages of thanks, no matter how small the gift. And if you look at the worship and the praise that the Israelites had in response to God burning up that offering and God entering the temple, it was genuine. Right. 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 Yeah. And and I said and so that yeah, so that festival after yeah, they yeah, they, they were showing, yeah, their genuine uh sacrifice and, and worship and praise, but uh yeah, also I said is during that festival of booth and that um the seven days, I think they do eight days now, and that's a part of that dedication of the temple, and so that festival, it's also called the Festival of Tabernacles, Feast of Tabernacles, and so that would make sense for them to do that after the dedication of the uh, of the temple. So that's good. That's a reminder that each generation after that would continue to uh, see and, and observe. Right, right. Yeah. I was trying to think what else. Well, it's saying here in the commentary, um, you know, Solomon had concluded his dedicatory prayer with the plea that the Lord would arise and come to his resting place. The immediately ensuing fire uh, from heaven is dramatic evidence that the Lord is pleased with the sentiment. Right. Yeah, that he is pleased, yeah, with their with the, with their praise and worship. And so that last but lesson aim says yes. 
you know, a sort of a reminder to us that, you know, we ought to give thanks and that, you know, that's that whole with our time, our talent, and our treasure that we're yes. supposed to give thanks. Yes. And so uh, so the other uh, book, so the um, suggestion it for, I guess, life application is that we spend some time each day in praise, you know, not just prayer, but, you know, listening to music, praying, reflecting on, you know, on our day and have whether or not we have made the sacrifices uh, that show our commitment and whether or not we are giving thanks every day for the for the things that God has done for us, and then we will be sort of, I guess, rewarded like uh, Solomon, then we'll be filled with his glory if we do that. Yeah, I know it says here in the commentary about verse 41 um, that it, you know, recorded um, the people giving thanks to the Lord. And each group had their own prescribed way of of giving thanks. But it was all in response to, um, and it almost became a refrain for them, you know, the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever, you know, and that was that repeated in a lot of the psalms. I mean, that refrain is found in Psalms 100, Psalms 106, 107, 118, and 136. And the commentary mentions that, you know, it later shows up when that remnant comes back uh, to build the second temple. And that's in Ezra, the third chapter, verses 10 and 11. You know, that refrain they're saying happens about 40 different times in the Old Testament. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Mm -hmm. Right. 40 40 different times. And there's something, you know, significant about the number 40. Right. That's, you know, an important number. Right, as well as the seven days that they celebrated, that seven is completion. And all of those events and all of the celebration, what they were—it wasn't just their, you know, being in the temple and worshiping in the temple. It was also their recognition that God had kept His promise, that it, His covenant with David was to that they would have that temple, and so they recognized that that God was still faithful to them. And then one thing that the commentary uh, does say is, you know, and it makes mention of two of the three possible types of offering, uh, you know, one of them being a burnt offering. Mm-hmm. Um, and God himself lit the fire for the burnt offering. Uh, right. There was also uh, a grain offering, and that's mentioned here. 
And I guess you could look at, you know, the people, the fact that they gave thanks for as long as they did as being the fellowship offering. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah, and, and you know, like you were saying, and so the, the temple of Christ, of course, is that temple for us, and that's what we should be celebrating and worshiping and dedicate ourselves to and give thanks for his for his sacrifice for us, yes, yes, as we yes. approach Easter and that phrase, the bronze altar Solomon had made um. You know, it's saying here in the commentary that it's not just something that, you know, uh, Solomon had dreamt up. You know, it was um, really took something that was originally a part of the design for the tabernacle and Uh put it, enlarged it on the same scale that the temple itself was enlarged in comparison to the layout of the tabernacle. Right. So it, Solomon didn't just throw that in. It was um, part of the original design for the tabernacle itself. And, of course, right. you know, the tabernacle is a kind of a precursor to the temple. Right, right. So it says here, you know, Solomon made this, Altar in the sense that he authorized its size to be scaled up to match the larger size of the temple. Even given its larger size, however, it could not hold the different offerings that were numerous. Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. the priests and the Levites were busy. You know, you're looking at sacrificing that many sheep that many goats, um, right. they were busy. And, of course, it says early on that, okay, those are just exaggerated numbers. You know, you can't take them literally. But then it alludes to verse 7, and it says, well, yeah, you can take it literally in that, you know, if you do the math, it, it kind of makes sense that they were at it for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for two weeks, yeah. So I, I like this lesson. I mean, it it just picks up like where last week's lesson uh, left off. Yes, it does, yes. Yes, and just, you know, reminds us that every day we should be living in in a thankful frame of mind. Yes. Yeah, there was another part I read in there, and it was referring to the show of Iran uh, back in 1971 when he came into uh, power, that um, he threw a party, and he was alluding to um, his kingdom, so to say, being along the size of the grandeur of Solomon 
when he was there dedicating the temple. Right. And right. they had, you know, so many bottles of wine, so many. I'm mean, just this whole grand uh, celebration. Yes. Yeah. 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 They do. Yes. And the but the celebration was in Thanksgiving. And I think, like you saying about what the uh, at the graduation speaker was saying, is that you know sometimes people forget to say thanks for the sacrifices. Once sometimes once we get to the end, we don't uh, realize some of the other stuff. Right, or they say thanks in a rubber stamp kind of way, you know, sending something that's already pre-written as opposed to getting something that's blank and now sitting down and actually, you know, writing a response. But, you know, I was listening to NPR this morning, and they were talking about this musician that would send out, I don't know, 15 or 20 different letters to her fans each week. And, you know, you think about this this whole day of social media and the fact that she was sitting down and actually taking a Sharpie and some paper and writing, you know, how successful would that be? I mean, what would be the result of that? And it turns out that for her, it had a positive result, the fact that she was writing personal messages to her fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which was is not the norm these days. I mean, usually, and even if you get a letter, say from the White House, it's more than likely that the signature that's on that letter from the president is—I hate to say the word rubber stamp, but a rubber stamp. Right. Right. And so, if you were to get one, and you can tell that it's really ink, and it's really the president's signature. That has a lot of meaning. Right, it does, yeah. It does. So all in all, you know, I like this lesson. Uh, really, really, uh, mm-hmm. simple, really simple lesson. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson. And now that we're in, you know, that seventh chapter of Second Chronicles, then, you know, the next lesson would likely be, you know, one of my favorite, based on one of my favorite verses, you know, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. Right. Right. And I I believe that starts at, like, maybe the 14th verse. I mean, you know, today's lesson only goes up to first. Yeah, I'm struggling here. Uh Nine, with the background scripture going up to verse eleven. Oh, okay. Hmm. But we're just just a few verses away. Yep. Yeah. Just a few away. All right. You gonna close us out with a prayer? Uh, I was looking at the conclusion that they have in the commentary where they were talking about the term semper fidelis, you know, that the U.S. Marines 
core, you know, uses, and it means always faithful. And they kind of did a spin on it today in looking at this lesson and in terms of it meaning, you know, semper, semper gratis, uh, always grateful. Um, and it says, the motto for Christians to live by in recognition of God's love, of that love we can say, as the worshipers at the temple dedication proclaimed it, endures forever. It doesn't hurt to note again that Paul's exhortation to give thanks in all circumstances. And, of course, Paul does that in First Thessalonians. Uh, 5.18. So if I were to close out on anything, that is going to be what it is. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Come on. Mm-hmm. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.